Jim, welcome, fashion lover, innovator, and curious mind. You have a new episode of AGV's Digital Fashion Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, a quick reminder to subscribe our podcast. Your support really means a lot to us. I'm Isola, your guide in this exciting journey through the digital fashion, Web3, AI, NFT, and blockchain. In each episode, we will dive into the conversation with industry experts exploring the innovation of fashion and technology. Today, we have a remarkable guest with us, Christopher. Hi, Isola. Hi, everyone. Hi, Christopher. So, Christopher is AI tester, design consultant, venturing on a diverse journey from architecture, interior design, and most recently, he took a deep dive into AI. So, together, we will dive into the topic, unveiling the canvas of creativity, a deep dive into AI creation. So, Christopher, welcome to our channel. I'm happy to be on your show, on your first podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christopher. Can you tell us more about your background and how you came to work with AI? Sure. I'm an interior architect by profession, used to draw plans by hand. Then, of course, with the help of computer-aided design. So 3D drawing is my background, so to say. And um, with a love for 2D graphic design. And uh, when AI popped, and for me, that was December 2022, I was immediately uh, captivated <clears throat> and, uh, and took and, and I, I didn't tip my toe into it, but I, I, I dived in head first. And uh, I tried everything that I could get my hands on, also mid-journey, but I quickly felt everybody and their mother was using mid-journey, like almost everybody whose work I saw and admired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to try everything else, everything besides that which I did and continue to do until this very day. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I also start my journey with mid-journey, like December something. I think at that time, it's very beginning of generating AI, but it's, you know, growing very fast, like developing of the AI. So can you also share with us, how do you use AI to approach your artworks? I always see your amazing post on LinkedIn. Can you share with us? Yeah, so I quickly became a huge fan of stable diffusion in its many variations. There is a whole lot of open source platforms that lets you try and use various models and people build upon that, fine tune it, tweak it one way or another for interesting results and new functions and all of these uh, I have tried. I do not copy prompts, use other people prompts unless they invite me in uh, like a challenge or so. <clears throat> I don't buy prompts. I don't sell prompts. 
I try and explore by myself. I see what works and what doesn't and uh, what I get out of it. <clears throat> and I tweak and twist my prompts uh, until I get what I want. And I quickly found in comparison of the many different AI image generators that not only are not all created equal, but they need to be prompted quite differently. Whereas information, which in one like mid-journey, you put at the end, this would be the opening of the prompt, the very beginning in a different machine or engine, as I like to call them, meaning AI image generators. Wow, that's fantastic. I, usually I use mid-journey, more or less, it's like a main platform that's more easy. I know like stable diffusion, it's more like one step further for like really deep diving to AI creations, a little bit harder for starters. So also moving on to AI generated artwork and fashion, can you tell us what's your perspective on involving this landscape? I find the landscape highly fascinating. And uh, we need not to be too euphoric and not to panic, but to have to, uh, to, to have a very close view at the many facets of AI and fashion or AI and fashion design. Everybody can see on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever, Twitter, mm -hmm beautiful pictures of models wearing fantastical clothes made from corals or seashells or even sea animals mm -hmm. were looking as if 3D printed. They're nice images, but they wouldn't work. You couldn't produce them. And if you would 3D print that dress, you couldn't move in it. So it's, it's a nice picture and it's nice to look at, but up until here in the fashion industry has nothing to fear, but maybe something to gain as those AI images might give a fresh perspective, input, um, view, approach, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially as they are driven by people who have no idea about fashion, the fashion industry, and couldn't sew a skirt, a shirt, a jeans even. Yeah? Yeah. But that's what's making it so fascinating. I mean, every, everyone, every kid, every student, every professional and every company can now set up an art gallery or a fashion show, Roblox and spatial, whatever, you know, 3D virtual or augmented or immersive reality one can create. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, like um, democratization of exhibition spaces that everyone can set up easily on their phone, on a, on a lunch break by now. But when it comes to fashion, I believe that those who learned the craft, mm -hmm. they're in the lead. 
They should not fear or reject AI, but embrace it because their knowledge, talking about the actual craft, combined with AI will put them in the lead. This could also, of course, be achieved by cooperation. So those who are skilled in the craft and those who are skilled in AI can combine strength, join forces to create something new. Yeah, that's a very beautiful idea. It's not like, you know, machine is kind of um, taking place of the job, but it's like we are co-working with that. It's more or less like we are doing things together and improving because uh, AI generate pictures. Sometimes they give, they give a lot of like inspiration idea of the design, can improve the design, but also by another way, as you said, the crafting the physical fashion is a skill that we cannot replace it only by AI. So I really appreciate your insights. And can you also share more about like digital fashion and digital twin? Sure. I find it quite fascinating and I gained valuable insights from a book, which I would to show written by Catherine Henry, Virtual Natives is the title I recommend it. She talks about those virtual twins and how startups, amateurs, professionals, and brands, luxury brands, produce and sell clothing and accessories in uh, virtual environments, in games, mm -hmm. for in-game currencies, which of course have to be bought with hard cash. Yeah. So, so teenagers who can't afford a luxury handbag for several hundred mm -hmm. or thousands of dollars, they might buy for their pocket money a, a, a virtual twin, so to say, of that handbag for their avatar in their game, or to take it to places that they build themselves. And uh, of course, these digital virtual twins and avatars give us the um, possibility to express ourselves. We might not go to work wearing glossy white latex high heel boots and uh, and uh, and a red headdress yeah. Yeah. because it's not appropriate to show up at work like this. But mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is something that we feel like. But 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 we don't have these boots. We don't have these. But we can buy them or create them for mm -hmm. our avatar. Yeah. And in that world be whatever we want to be, play that role. Gender is not important, height, weight, color of skin, nothing matters. We can be as we want to be seen. Mm -hmm. yeah? And here, of course, fashion plays a very important role. And I find it highly fascinating when lines uh, blur, when uh, not only things are copied from the real world into a virtual scene for an avatar, but the other way around, when people design stuff for the virtual world, now they say, mm -hmm. okay, now I want to make this because I'm skilled in the craft. I want to produce a real garment from that, from what I saw online. 
And of course, there are softwares especially made for producing clothing by mm-hmm. machine, by hand, or so there's highly specialized software. Mm-hmm. And uh, I assume that we will see all of these coming together, blending somehow. Yeah, that's a very beautiful idea. And for me, I also thinking like, as you talked before, so what we cannot really wear in daily, but we can customize our avatar. It's kind of like two different words to express ourselves. And it's kind of very sustainable to fashion industry because we are always having the problems of over-consuming. We are producing a lot of unnecessary garments. So this is also very important view from the digital twins that I can get from you. Can you also highlight some of particular art piece or project that you want to share with us? And we can share the screen to see all your beautiful works and you can explain like uh, what's your idea and to our audience. Yeah, I gladly do. Um, mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to state that I don't have a distinct style, theme, topic or motive uh, mm-hmm. that I follow. Um, in fact, my works show a great variety of works. So fashion is only one of many. And um, of course, uh, inspired by fashion works that I saw, give it a try. And yes, we, I generated images combined with software that gives a death effect. <clears throat> it, they're not animated as such, but they have a parallax effect to give it some, some depth. Um, and as I said, I'm not uh, from the fashion industry. I'm not skilled mm-hmm. at the craft uh, and fashion, but I find it quite fascinating how uh, convincingly I imitate silk, leather, uh, linen, and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And uh, to combine it with the model, the jewelry, the background, the setting, the lighting, uh, one can create quite interesting sceneries, of course. Yeah. Uh, now, I told mm-hmm. you um, in the beginning that I like to try and compare different AI image generators. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, as can be seen from the little logo in the bottom right corner, were made with uh, Musavia, and I took the same prompt mm-hmm. to uh, through different uh, AI image generators. This was a casual streetwear theme. And if you show the next one, we'll see okay. the output. It's still Musavia. Mm-hmm. And then there's two that I have uh, tried. These are re-sleeve and refabric. Those mm-hmm. are made for fashion designs as they say about themselves and uh, and I took it for them. Of course, it depends on the prompt. If you have a portrait or full body shot, if it's mm-hmm. on a uh, catwalk scene or downtown, that that is all um, defined by the by the prompt one one uses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which leads to an interesting question. 
do platforms like Resleeve or Refabric, and there are others that I have not named now, mm -hmm. um, are they needed or not? Uh, I haven't quite made up my mind because one could say, I get everything what I need, even fashion out of mid-journey, for instance. Mm -hmm. I find that a little bit short-sighted because having tried so many different AI image generators, I found, mm -hmm. I, I found and I continue to find that they do deliver different results no matter how skilled you prompt. They have a certain style or allow a variety that the other one does not. So I guess fine-tuning a platform for fashion mm -hmm. does make sense. If they will abide, if they will last forever, I dare not to for foresee, or I can't foresee and, and dare not to foretell, but for now it's highly interesting. Yes, let's also go through other images. Yeah that you create. So like I said before, I'm a fashion amateur, but it allows mm -hmm. me to come up with designs, combining ideas, um, mm -hmm. letting myself be surprised what I get out of there, because I believe that uh, not knowing how it's actually made gives me more freedom. I'm not limited by one can't do this, or this is hard to do. I'm free to do as I please. Yes, yes. So, yeah. so in this case, a glossy black one piece with with white lettering and logos is part of the prompt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we have more to show. Yeah, I remember these are very beautiful pictures that you shared on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's a theme that I took through three different AI image generators to com compare them. One mm -hmm. is Cream AI. I highly recommend it. It's among my top three favorites. The other one was Musavir. We briefly talked about it. Yes. And mm -hmm. yes, and Leonardo AI. Mm -hmm. Those were the three that I took the stream to. These are made with Cream AI, and it's uh, also a fashion theme. It's holographic makeup. And mm -hmm. in my prompt, I pretended as if it was real, as if it was available now, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's, it's AI made, and one cannot, to the best of my knowledge, not yet buy or wear holographic uh, oh. makeup. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, you're actually asking a question and they reply with the kind of like thoughts of AI to creating this not existing image. Yeah, that's very interesting approach. But who knows, the next professional might come up with a, with a tiny headband and, and, and something like a projector <laughs> The project makeup on your face as the TikTok filters that yeah. by now that by now fashion companies ex ex explore and they sell makeup for your avatar, right? 
a, a yeah. glowing sphere moving whatever shapes around <laughs> your eyes. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. This, the, these were, were made uh, with uh, Leonardo's AI uh, photoreal model. Mm -hmm. There are two variations of an image that I created. So it's what we call image to image. You can upload an image to make variations from it. You see the lettering and the mm -hmm. belt on the, yeah. on the left, on the right image. They mm -hmm. differ also the face is slightly, call it the, mm -hmm. the Saint of Kowloon. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And these are old. Old by by AI standards, these were among the very first that I ever made uh, with Leonardo AI. There was a discussion going on online. Uh, it has calmed down, but it's ongoing about bias and uh, why why are people depicted in a certain way? Why are they all white? Why are they all mm -hmm. Why is there no diversity and so? And uh, and I found I found Leonardo uh, AI to deliver diversity. Mm -hmm. And uh, so th this was a fashion theme, which I some some featured six fingers or seven, but that mm -hmm. that I never cared about that. It's not it's not important to me. It will go away. It's still there, the finger issue, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't care. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. There's generative in-paint by now, which lets you repair these things, erase them, replace them. Mm -hmm, At yeah. this time, it was not available yet, the generative mm -hmm. in-paint. And I never mm -hmm. cared enough later to correct these because it's about the pose, the posture, the, the suit, the, the light, the shadow, mm -hmm. and... Uh, not so much about the fingers for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in general, like the position and how the shadow, the lights of this very professional, also this one. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So these are very. So useful. this is a newer series made with Stable Diffusion 1.0 as offered by Stability AI through their platform ClipDrop. And here I concentrated on jewelry. Right. So I was very fond of the outcome. It was a series I posted. And this now in comparison, something totally different. It, it derives from a platform called Tensor Art, which mm -hmm. is known for manga and anime, comic-like. Mm -hmm characters, they do have realistic models too for photorealism. And here I was also interested in the fashion aspect. And I took a character, I was trying for a certain consistency in the face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Through time, a, a, a princess, so to say, through different ages. So she becomes a space princess and then of course mm -hmm. wears some futuristic wear yeah yeah very interesting and uh 
this is a how I envisioned an artificial human. I combined it with a little bit of storytelling. I said it's a, it's a robot that is supposed to appear as a human and it travels the world and teaches kindness. And his, his soft and friendly features harden when his battery runs low. Whenever he looks so determined or strict or severe, people take him into their homes to charge his battery, download updates, uh, download updates mm -hmm. and uh, fine tune his satellite frequencies. So then he's all smiles again when he's fully charged and he continues to travel the world teaching kindness and compassion. It's a little story I made up together with uh, the image. Oh, very beautiful story. I like the storytelling behind that image. It's like you're building not only generate uh, a lot of picture, but every picture they have the meaning behind. That's very important also for artworks and everything. Yeah. And we are so happy to sharing your works. And also, can you share with us how we can find more of your artworks? Well, thank you again for having me. I don't run social media accounts. I'm on uh, LinkedIn where I post uh, part of what I do. A lot of what I do professionally in my job is mostly under wraps still, <laughs> in development, uh, under construction, not, uh, not out in the open yet, as uh, is a lot of what I do for me in private or private clients. But uh, people can, if they want to, see a great variety of images created with a great number of different AI image generators on my LinkedIn. Happy if you follow and leave a like. See you there. Thank you, Christopher, for sharing your insights and our beautiful words. Thank you. And uh, to our listeners, subscribe our channel for the latest insights. Yeah, thank you so much for having you, Christopher. All right. Well, thank you again for having me and uh, stay creative. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you everyone for watching our episode. Who will be our guest? Let's guess. Subscribe our channel and see you in the next episode.